mind to get up, get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, oh. Now from the studios of Fox Sports Knoxville, this is Three and Out with Nate Hodges and Houston Kress. Fan Run Radio. To the end zone and caught for the touchdown, McCoy. Milton to Brew McCoy. Milton going to take a shot wide open and just struck in his Keaton. Joe Milton does it again. Best formation football there is. And that feeling for Josh Heifel. The Tennessee Volunteers are the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl. And Joe Milton has got to feel great. Rick Barnes, Bill Self, shake hands. Tennessee, they're your champs. The Bad Boy Mowers battle for Atlantis goes to the Volunteers. And they were the bad boys from the jump in this one. That's an interesting question. This is a slow shot. Wake up, squirrels. You got a visitor into the trees. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios of Fan Run Radio. It is three and out right here on uh, Fox Sports Knoxville. Nate Hodges, Houston Crest, Adam Hickman, intern Brett. A- another soggy Thursday in Knoxville, Tennessee. And the mood fits kind of like Tombstone when, you know, classic movie theme of bad news rain all rolled into one last night your Tennessee Volunteers went into the O-Dome or the O'Connell Center or whatever the hell they call it and things did not go well yeah they sh- pooped the bed oops sorry almost went there mm, yeah pooped the bed mm-hmm. got got Swamped or something, I guess. We want to keep our rain mm-hmm. theme. Uh, 67-54. A dazzling 21 points in the first half for Tennessee's offense. Uh, I will... Dazzling. I will give Rick Barnes a little credit right off the top. 
I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, I think it was right off, maybe right off the, I mean, our first possession. Ran a little flex cut. Wasn't even really executed very well. But we still got Phillips open, got in the ball. He went up, got fouled, made two free throws. No, I was really excited about that. That's like one of the only things I tweeted about in the first half. I was like, I like the action. I like getting the ball to Phillips. Get to the yeah. free throw line. Good. Tomwall messed the timing up completely, and it didn't matter. You know why the timing didn't matter, but we still were able to throw it to Phillips? Hmm. Because it was a called play, and the passer, I think Ziegler, I might be wrong, the passer was like, oh, yeah, I got to be looking for this flex cut because this is the play we've called. And even, and even though Kamwa tried to set the screen like 14 seconds too early and was standing there and it was very obvious, when Phillips came off of it, he still was slightly open, so he threw it to him. Called play. If that had just been part of the offense, maybe we're not looking for that cutter. So at least there's something. Um, but the team did not get off to the good start that we said yesterday they needed to. When you, when you play on the road against teams that you're their Super Bowl, you have to establish early on that they're not going to be in the game. And, and Tennessee did not do that. I don't really know where to start. I mean, it was 14 to 4, 17 to 4, 17 to 6, 19 13. We went on a seven minute drought after we got the four points. That's made up. We're not doing that. We're not attacking other people at the station. We're not doing that. Seven minutes. Then there was another one of two minutes. And then we closed the half and did not score the final 4.05. What was that middle one? Two. Seven, two, two four. four. Seven minutes. Straight. Of no scoring. Not field goals, points. We didn't score a point. Right. Not even a free throw. Yeah, because you're up four to two. And then you're down 17 to four at the under 12 timeout. I love Charlie, but this is not made up. <laughs> Tennessee fans do not make up the fact that this team struggles to score, and when they do struggle, it's not two points every minute. It's seven minutes without a bucket. Four minutes without a bucket. Five minutes without a bucket. Uh, let's so see. So in the here. first stretch, you had a Ziegler turnover, a Ziegler missed jumper. We had another four-minute dud in the second half, too. Triple J missed jumper. Vescovi gets the offensive rebound, and then Zakai turns it over. Then Vescovi missed a three, next possession. Then we had team turnover. Then Kama missed a three. Meshack gets the rebound, but then he turns it over. There's like four offensive rebounds in this stretch where we can't score. Then Key missed a three. Then Key missed another jumper. And then out of the under 12 timeout, 11.48, we finally get a Kamwa bucket of the rim. 17 to 16. Why was, what was his deal last night? Did you notice that he just did not run down the floor? There was one play specifically in the second half where Florida's player goes for the rebound, misses it, trips, and falls. Kamwa's at, like, 
he's right just outside the circle in the paint. Mm-hmm. The guy falls and slides into the camera row as Kumwa's run, like starting to run down the court. We have four on five. Ziegler's pushing the tempo. That guy got up and beat Kumwa to half court. What in the world? With I don't a with that. a ten or twelve foot lead, and he was on his back in the camera people, and he beats Kumwa across half court. There were other plays where Ziegler's, you know, not pushing the tempo, but he's he's jogging up the mm-hmm. floor and come on, he's just walking. He's he's way behind Ziegler and he's walking. Ugh. I don't know if we were like using him on that delayed like big man yeah. non-screen, but we didn't use it any of those times and he's mm-hmm. just just out of the play. Yeah, I'm like, God, are you tired? Did we run him yesterday? Surely not. Nice one over Texas, guys, but we don't play until Wednesday, so let's uh, let's run some sprints. It was awful. Yeah, our defense, as good as it is, even when our defense has a bad night, we're still pretty good defensively. And, of course, obviously when it's clicking, best defense in college basketball, but I don't know, I, I just – I don't think this offense is ever going to be able to outrun, or I don't think the defense will be able to outrun how good your offensive scoring droughts can be. Well, it can't, because last night they started feeling sorry for themselves because they couldn't hit shots. You could tell. They were like, oh, oh we, didn't, we missed another one. Uh. Mm-hmm. And then they just throw it into Castleton. He'd do an up and under and get a wide open layup. At one point we were down like six, and I was like, six just feels like 16. Because we, we only had, this was early like in the second, and we only had like, 29 points. I'm like, God, or, you know, we're down six or seven, but I was like, man, seven points when we're, when it's taken us 25 minutes to score 20, you know, 29 points feels like a night, you know, a long way back. But that's how they play too. When they get down in the second half, it's like, okay, you know, now we just have to start rushing. Well, that's the problem with not having a go to guy, yeah. right? Or, mm-hmm. or a, hey, let's, you know, we've got to buckle down and make sure we get a great shot. We don't know where our best shot comes from night in, night out. Right. When you've got like a Zion Williamson team, it's like, all right, no one is shooting this possession except for Zion at the rim. Get it to Zion. I mean, seriously, though, like there's no, you know, we don't have that. I know. So these shots have to just come organically within the offense. And when everybody starts pressing, it goes from bad to worse. Vescovy shot one with plenty of time left in the game from like Uruguay. It banked off the backboard. Do you remember that shot? Kind of bottom of the screen on the, obviously, second half right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And (laughs) poor poor Jimmy Dye. I don't know. I think it was the play-of-play guy. He was like, Vescu tried to bank down him. I'm like, no, he did not. He was that far off because he shot that thing from, like, the first row. I mean, normally, even when he takes deep threes, like, they're good shots. Like, he's open. I was like, this is uncharacteristic. No, he he was he was pressing last night. Two of twelve from the floor. Kamwa's four of thirteen. He only took three threes. He made one of those. Like, that's fine. Yeah, but did you see the first one he took? He didn't even look at the rim. He caught it at the three point line and then literally just jumps and is almost to the release point before he even starts to look at the rim. I mean, it was just some it was just dumb basketball last night. 
Ziegler took 19 shots. He was 6 of 19. And we're just, ugh. 28% from the floor. Not quite, but yeah, I'll give you the round up there. 27.9%. That's just 20.0% from three. <laughs> Five of 25. But we hit our free throws. We did make our free throws. 91.7% from the line, but yet again, line. yet again, the other team shoots twice as many free throws as we do, and we get called for twice as many fouls. We only turned it over 10 times. I mean, we had a ton of rebounds because we missed so many shots. Well, we, we also had a ton rebounds. because every time Florida would shoot at all, everybody would sprint back on defense. They didn't care about offensive rebounds. They did not care. That's why they had five. You know what that is? That's that's a big analytics thing, too. Yeah. I remember a guy at Coach's Clinic talking about that. Well, it's, it was like, we only sent one guy to the boards. Golden's like, a big analytic guy. Like you got to keep teams out of transition, like transition buckets. That's that's probably uh, that's one of the reasons Florida's really good on the defensive end. If you don't fight for offensive rebounds and your defense is always set, what what were they like top ten? They were tenth. Defense? They were okay. ex- tenth exactly, I believe, before last night. I'll have to see. I'll get the updated numbers. There were a lot of times when they were guarding Ziegler, they would not let him get to his right hand. You notice that in the second half. They would keep Just him on the take left it, side of the yeah. floor because he's not good going left. Like it was like high school right defense, you know? Yeah. Like this guy can't go it's left. Basic, basic defense against us. But yeah, that last three minutes, though, just chucking up threes, I didn't understand. I mean, we weren't even close on well, Yeah, we don't – I mean, but we don't We don't know what the go-to thing is, to do is. No. It's like, you know, like we're, uh, we're in that similar situation with Vanderbilt a few years ago, and it's like, all right, Grant's getting the ball on the block, and if he – He's either going to score, get fouled, and if he misses his shots, fine, we're going to lose this game and and drive back to Knoxville. Like you just know, it's like it's crunch time. What do we, you know, we have to get a bucket. What are we going to do? And this team doesn't like we don't really know. So in crunch time, they don't have a lot of direction and they're just trying to run offense and then everybody's pressing and then you know, taking weird shots or even when they get a good shot, they're they're pressing, they miss it, you know. Almost bad only what, he only hit two free throws in the second half? I don't think he made a field goal, right? Mm-mm. I mean, he even got it going a little bit there the final couple of minutes of the first half. Florida's yeah. eighth in defense. They, might, they might have been eighth yesterday. They, they were eighth yesterday. Okay. Uh, their offense has been absolutely abysmal on the season. 144th. They almost got their average, I think. I think they're right around 70. But just not good. They've... I mean, you got to. I mean, you got to be able to score sixty-eight points, right? Like, yeah. And I think you're the number two team in the country. Yeah, you should. Well, and that's, you know, what I was driving in. I was thinking about it this morning. You know, there's this. I almost feels like there's this internal fan base fight over. Are you too? You're too positive. You always sheep it up to you. Oh, you're too negative. You never support them boys. You know, there's mm-hmm. this. And I and I. You, this is the reason why. Is because this is the reason I think some fans get really frustrated, even when the team is having a, a great or a really good, however, whatever season you want to call this. It's definitely not a bad season. No, a really good season, great season, fine season. I don't care what adjective you want to use. Fans get upset 
when they go to bat, I was like, why do I feel hurt? I feel hurt because you and I, we were talking the other day. We should be a one seed over Kansas, by God. We beat them head to head. We're we're fighting for the boys, right? We're sticking up for them. Yep. We're saying, I know we don't have a star player, but look at the numbers. Good Good God, we beat Texas. We beat Kansas. We own the Big 12. We should be. Give us the respect. And some of these blue check media guys that just hate Tennessee or some of these other analytic people are like, eh, not sure you guys are as good as the as the numbers say right now. And the media guys are like, ah, they haven't really proven it yet. Ah, schedule it. We're like, no, no, no. Right now, look at it. We're And then the team lets us down. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is – if this had happened against Alabama, okay. But this Florida's not good. No, Florida's getting hammered by teams that that we've hammered. It makes no sense. And the football team kind of did that too, to some degree. I mean, we're we're number one, right? We're mm-hmm. fighting for give us the respect. Everybody's like, well, you're not going to be able to hang with Georgia at all. We're like, I bet we can. I bet we can. And then we go into Georgia, and it it wasn't the worst performance there, and that's and that one was acceptable. But then it's like, hey, we're fifth. We keep we went out. I mean, we're probably in the playoffs. We should and we start and we start doing it again, puffing our chest out. We went out. We should. We better be in the playoffs committee and blue checks and. I mean, I know we're fifth now, but we went out. Look at what the other teams got to play. We're gonna be in the playoffs. We went out. We went out. We went out. And then the team loses to one of the the crappier teams in the conference mm-hmm. on the road. Their Super Bowl. They're paying for freaking banners at the end of the season. Literal banners that planes pull around mm-hmm. because we were their Super Bowl and we. Can, does Tennessee not know how to act like the big dog anymore? Nope. Is that our problem? No, they don't. And that was the difference. Grant and Admiral's team for the choke job at the end of the Purdue game that Rick Barnes contributed to, that team at least acted like the big dogs on the playground. That team beat Florida's ass and went chomping right in their face. And this team better grow the bleep up or you're going to – this will be the story at some point. That to me was probably the most frustrating part about last night is – and I'm not like knocking him. I'm, it's just his personality. But like Josiah James has been here for like nine years, right? And it and it's not just him. We're a bunch of front runners. We're front runners. When things are going, we we make fun of teams in the conference in every sport for this kind of stuff every year. They're front runners. When things are going great, oh, we're high five and we're horns down. But when things go bad, everyone just looks around. There's no one that's going to go get in somebody's face. There's no one that's going to take over a huddle. There's no. It's it's all just like we're. It's a bunch of fake tough guys. It's a bunch of fake tough guys, like Urosh. I I like Urosh, but he's a big fake tough guy. I mean, yeah, he'll like shove around a little bit, but when it comes, you know, time to actually make a play, he's the one getting. He matted door defense against Castleton. Mm-hmm. Just absolute spin move to the abyss. Euro still doesn't know what happened on that play. Had no idea. Terrible defensive position. Come on. 27 points against Texas. Nothing last night in the second half when you had to have it. This team finally got a lead in the second half. And then what did they do? They well, A couple of them I didn't really agree with. But they commit stupid pow, uh, fouls. They get lazy with their passes. Like, I don't know if, like, once they got ahead, they thought it would be easy. Like, oh, yeah, we, we had a bad first half, but here we go. We're fine now. We can do whatever we want. No. That's, that, that, that is the most concerning part to me about last night is the fact that you battled your ass off in a just ugly, nasty game on the road to take a lead, 
and you threw in the towel. No killer instinct. Yeah. Right? That's what you're talking about. If Grant and Admiral, if their team gets up by six, if they battle back after playing like crap and get up by six last night with 10 minutes ago, they're winning that game by 18-plus points. I thought we were, too. Honestly, like once we got up six, I was like, all right, just cruise. Just go. Then there were a couple foul calls that I didn't agree with, and then it's like it's like they thought we worked so hard to get up by six, and now we're only up by two because those. It's just like, man, yeah, what are you I mean, doing? Yeah, you still had it. Like, I know. Right there, just just win win the game at that point. Do we have another drought? I I want to look at the the you know the we're play in the second half in the second half. Yeah, like, we did. Like, I, yeah, I mean, it had to be what happened. Right? No, no, we we took. You're right. We were up. We took the lead, forty-four to thirty-eight. We're up six with ten forty to go. At the nine-minute mark, it's 46-42. to 42. Ziggler hit a jumper. So we're up four. Yep. All right, I'm with you. We don't score again until four minutes and 22 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Four minutes and 22 seconds, another drought after you had taken the lead. It's like we don't value possessions. You know how – remember – we were going through the some of the numbers a while back, and the year Virginia won the national championship, I was like, "Yeah, Virginia number one in offense." You're like, "What do you mean number one?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, got- it's more like five minutes. It was it was it was a, it was a little bit under five minutes the five, drought five minutes after drought. you had taken the lead. So, like, they, so that you went from up six to down six in five minutes, and you score. didn't score. Unreal in crunch time from nine to four, nine mm-hmm. minutes to four minutes. Yep. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, Virginia is because it's efficiency. It's per possession." Like, like, no matter how fast you play, I mean, that, that was our, like, number one mantra, you know, the, 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 the number one kneeling maxim, you know, for basketball. Take care of the ball, take great shots. It's mm-hmm. like we don't value shots selection and, and trying to score. Like, who's going to shoot? It's like we just go down there and we just run our offense and we just hope we'll end up running into a good shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, how about we be a little more intentional? On who takes the shot and when? Yeah, I don't know. it's like the blessing and the curse. Like it, everyone's good enough to be greenlit, but it shouldn't be like that all the time. Like at times, you have to realize, okay, we need to design something for this play. It, and it's weird. It's like we'll do that, but only if it's working. Like against Texas, it's like, man, come was going off. All right, let's get him the ball. Let's let's mm-hmm. run some stuff to get him ISOed. Let's run some alley oops and all that stuff because he had already done it and scored, you know, ten or twelve. Last night when no one's really hot, it's like, uh, just run it. Just run mm-hmm. something and get a good shot. And Florida was really good defensively. I don't want to take anything away from them. Florida played great last night. De- defensively, they were really good. They were they were all over us but that, but that's in why a good way. You, that's why you had to prioritize scoring I agree. every possession from, from the start of the game. And we still got the lead. Like I mean, that's the point we're talking about. That's when you lost the game. That... Second half. So we had a seven-minute drought in the first half and a five-minute drought in the second a half. A seven and a four in the first half. A seven and a four in the first half. And like, a five in the second. Like, at what point Just is... Just under five. What, at what point is a drought... I'd, I'd say four minutes. I'd say, you go. You don't score for four minutes, that's like, okay, good God, what are we doing? C-Pain tweets in and says, Tennessee let Florida go on two 17-2 runs. I, w- I want somebody to start tracking that. When teams don't... They, I don't think the... Well, for our purposes, free throws should count because sometimes I just want Rick Barnes to call a play where you know you're probably going to get fouled. Barnes says he doesn't care if Ziegler takes 30 shots a night. It's crazy. 
Now we'll pull we'll pull up what Rick Barnes said after the game and and go. Th- not it really that, not, wasn't that interesting. Not that I know. Not, yeah, that's what I mean. Not that there's anything, but I still just. <sighs> All right, uh, we're gonna open up the Big Orange phone lines. Big Orange Phillies phone lines eight six five five four six eighty two hundred. Stick with us. We got lots to unpack here. Of course, just a frustrating day uh, with Tennessee basketball. More next right here on Three Now. Welcome back to 3 and Out, Thursday edition of the program. <sighs> Big Orange Philly phone lines are open for you. Check out Big Orange Philly's lunch, dinner. They're in uh, Halls, Maynardville Pike. It's Big Orange Philly's. We got Matt up first today. What's up, Matt? You're on 3 and Out. Morning, guys. Morning. Mm. I ain't even worried about it. <laughs> I ain't even worried about it. <laughs> that's pretty much what you said. Dude, that's pretty much what I'm going to say, you think? That's what you said yesterday, Matt. Do you not remember your own <laughs> oh, words? yeah, yeah. No, no, I do. I, <laughs> Can I we quit blaming people for having some confidence? It's not Matt's fault. I'm just frustrated. Chris, I'm frustrated. I'm sorry, no, man. I'm I, sorry. I, 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 I deserve it. I just figured you might have forgotten. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. You know, because I want to say real quick, Roberto always calls after I call. Mm-hmm. And I never get to tell. He he's I love him. He always he always compliments me, mm-hmm. and it's it's he's just it's really nice. And I never get to call after Roberto and, and compliment Roberto. So he's called for years, and he's a, he's definitely an elite caller. So I just wanted to say I love you, Roberto. I love all the callers on this show. A lot of love in our hearts. There's some the positivity this morning. There, put that in your pipe and smoke it, Nate. Yeah. Well, you know, adversity, you know, makes you, you know, brings out what really matters in life, Matt. You know what happened with me? I woke up this morning and I got pink eye. <laughs> so we lose last night and I, and somebody farts on my pillow. I'm 18-month-old. 18-month-old somehow sneaks in and who knows, but I'm 44 and got pink eye, guys. Yeah. Screw the balls. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like watching that game last night would give a lot of people pink eye. Dude, that might be a, it. Might be a bl- busted blood vessel. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. I, it's, dude. I don't know. I'm just kind of up and down emotionally right now. It's freaking hard to get a pinpoint on this team. But I'll tell you one thing: what they're missing is they just. We've said it a million times. They don't have a go-to guy. You got eight solid players, but the problem is you don't have any one player that can take over a game. Yep. And that was blatantly evident last night when they started panicking with nine minutes to go. Those guys were coming down. It, it was even the announce. I, I told my wife, I'm like, they are so panicking right now. They don't know what to do. They look like they're just they're shell-shocked right now. And it just got worse as the game went on. No one guy could step up and have the confidence to lead that team. And that's what pisses me off about Triple J. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to single him out, but it's like, man, you've been here forever. Like, it ha- it has to be him. It has to be. But it feels like when he's not hitting shots, he loses a lot of confidence very quickly. And last night, obviously, he did not hit a lot of shots. 
Uh, did he get the double figures last night? He, no, no, I'm sorry. Four, he points. four points. He was 2 of 11, yeah. 0 of 5 from 3. And I was talking to Brett before the show. It's it's almost like with him, man, if he misses his first two threes, you got to tell him to get inside. Like he needs to, He's a guy who needs to see the ball go through the net a couple of times. And since he's gotten back, he's actually been pretty good in the mid-range, but he's not been good at all from three. And he just yeah. he, he I know he can get his shot off anytime because he has such a high release and he's obviously, you know, six six or whatever he is. Like he can get the shot, but when they're not falling, he needs to try to attack the basket. Or at least get, you know, get within fourteen to twelve feet and try to hit that jumper. And he's a good facilitator. He's not the best passer all the time, but he sees the floor. And it just feels like last night, I mean, how many threes did we shoot against Texas? Like nineteen? That's pretty low, right? And then last night, last night we shot. Oh, we shot twenty-five. Yeah, that, we, to me, that's what that's what shocks me. With so that's one thing about Barnes that pisses me off. I don't. We're not a live or die by the three-point game team, right? But what's what's bad about last night is I don't know if it mattered because we weren't hitting mid-range jumpers, we weren't hitting floaters, we weren't hitting it. Ziegler went on a little tear with his threes for a little bit. And then uh, who was it? Conwa hit one. Somebody hit one from the top of the key. One of the big guys. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's like we—I don't know how many mid-range. Uh, James took a couple of mid-range shots, missed them. These yeah. were a couple of stock shots, missed them. Uh, Viscovi, a couple of a couple of fifteen, sixteen footers, missed them. It was like, but and they all missed them. If you watched it, it, you guys did. You could see those guys. It was jerky shots, like they were. It's like golf when you're nervous, like on the first tee. Yeah. You know, you got that anxiety and you're just real you're real flitchy, you know, and you hit a bad shot. That's what it is in basketball when you're panicked. And those guys were just I don't know, man. Even bringing the ball up the floor, nobody slowed it down. You know, even when we were down or up, up one, it was still like, "Oh god, we got to we got to do this. We got to do this." It's like, "No, you guys are the better team. Slow down and act like you've been here before." Nate, you said it a minute ago, that's the crappy thing, man. I don't think – that's why I told you guys like a month ago, I don't know if it's good for us to be a one seed. I don't think these guys know how to do it. They did not look like it last night. I mean, Florida's not even a tournament team, though. Like, no, thankfully, Matt, we don't have to worry about that moving forward. Yeah, that's probably out the, out the window now. You don't think they'll make it? To a one seed? Oh, oh! You mean a one seed? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, Florida will probably get in now. I mean, they'll. Yeah. We're yeah, we're just we, letting we teams. Start... In the, we're just punching tickets for Florida, Kentucky. Just like <laughs> we, we have a chance to next? kill Vanderbilt? these guys. See, our biggest rivals yep. have a chance to kill their season. We just like give them a dub. Those are your two biggest yeah. rivals in basketball. I mean, it's not close. It's it's Florida and it's I Tennessee turn, or uh, Kentucky. I bet you we turn Vanderbilt's program around. <laughs> give get Stackhouse another raise and extension. Man, well, we got to figure it out, guys, or this team is going to be out. In the round of 32, they won't even make the Sweet 16. It's going to have to get rectified quickly, and they need to stop shooting. I don't mind the three-point shots, man, but they got to figure out some – I don't know, man. It's just weird. They're so damn ugly to watch when they're not making shots. They just are. We'll see. Love you, guys. Love you, Matt. Thanks, Thanks for, for the call, call. I mean, we didn't couldn't make shots against Kentucky. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, they were a lot of layups. and I mean, literally – Wide open layups and then stuff around the basket. And when the team scores in the 80s and is just locking people down and playing their best basketball, that's when Josiah's, you know, three of five from three. Mm-hmm. Four of six from three. Hell, even, th- you know, 
two of five, two of six even. But when he when his when he misses shots, now it bumps the whole team's offense down to a, a, like this other level. And then the problem is no one stepped up. No one had the twenty seven point game. Right. You know? Yeah. Like Conwell did in the in the Texas game. I mean, if if one of these guys scores, obviously, like, has that impact game, then this game is at least going down to the wire instead of being a runaway. So, what what do you think? Like, how do you how do you kind of grade last night? Was that just a didn't show up ready to play, or was that the this is what can happen to this team? Like, like bad night or? Is this something that you're really worried about now moving forward? Like, is the book out the, the way? I mean, Florida's a really good defensive team. This, but is, th- this is what I've feared all season. Because mm-hmm, like yeah. you said, we've seen little stretches of it even in games they've won. Yeah. And But when you win, when Tennessee wins, like, we can't criticize them because then people call us king of the negavals. Yeah. Um, I just th- – this is, this is the problem with the makeup of the roster. It, it's just who we are. I mean, that's just who this team is, and, and they've overachieved on, in the yeah. good games. I mean, the, I mean, beating beating Kansas and Texas. If I told you before the season, hey, we're going to beat Kansas and Texas, you'd be like, really, man? I was, you know, a split with those two would have been fine by me. Mm-hmm. You know, then you lose to twelve and eleven Colorado, twelve and nine Florida. Well, that's what's like. I guess in a way that makes me feel a little better, but also like, what do we? Why can we not get up for the games that? Like Colorado doesn't make sense, right? It's it's Colorado, and I don't know. We were kind of banged up at the time, but I don't care if there's not a number by Kentucky's name. Like that's a big ass game. Same with Florida. I don't care that they haven't been as good under all their other coaches outside of Donovan. I don't care. Like that's Tennessee, Florida. You went into a sold out arena, and it's like, the, did the game not matter to you because they're unranked? Like were, were they just disinterested last night? I don't. Rick Barnes said, "Like we called a bunch of different stuff. We called some stuff." I think he listens to the show. I'm not even kidding. Um, I don't. I think. I think it's actually worse than that. I don't know that we're that good. <laughs> I, th- I think they actually overachieve sometimes. Like, I, like, show show me the guy that's like super super skilled at scoring the basketball on this team. No. You know, like I can't I th- do it. I think I think part of it is when they run off when they run that offense where it's it is organic and shots just come at the right spots and guys yeah. pick the right time to shoot them and we make them. I I think it. I think we have a higher ceiling than the talent on this team. Julian Phillips is he's he, on the offensive end is about a two and a half star. Josiah James is about a one and a half star. Yeah. They're five star defenders, but not. They're not five-star players. Yeah, Billy Stats and I were talking last night. You know, all things considered, we think this is one of Rick Barnes's maybe best coaching jobs he's done. I said it yesterday. You looked at you. I looked at this team in the preseason. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we got him at nine. We got him at 10 I'm like, "Ooh, I don't see that." Like we suck yeah, on offense. Like Twenty. Yeah. So I, I, I had him at like nineteen for yeah. whatever reason. That was the number in my head. I was like, yeah, maybe like nineteen. But like what kills me though is like everybody, like all the positive fans out there, like to say, oh well, we're not going to shoot this bad next game. Yeah, you're probably right. We're not going to shoot this bad next game. But I mean, hell. But three games what, from now. Yeah, three games from now when we're playing at Vanderbilt on the road, 
in a weird, funky-ass gym, in-state rivalry, shots aren't falling. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to fold? And at some point in the NCAA tournament, you're going to play a top 10 defense yeah. Yeah. with a big guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. We talk about matchups. We really struggle when the other team has a big guy. Shibway, Castleton. I mean, I, I don't uh, – I. I guess it's because like we really can't score around the rim then when there's mm-hmm. a guy and when did you hear uh, Jimmy Dykes? Oh, Plavsich is in the game. Castleton's playing drop coverage on him. He's just standing in front of the rim. Euro should be coming out to set a bunch of ball screens so that it pulls him away from the basket or it allows you guy. But like we, we don't adjust that much, you know. Mm-hmm. We we pretty much just run our stuff. I'm glad Rick Barnes called some things. I'm glad he did his job. But that's what he's saying in the post game. I'll read it, but we caught a lot of stuff. Okay, great. Congratulations. You're getting paid what, yeah. almost $6 million? Like the guy saying, I take care of my kids. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, congrats. You called plays. Well, he was just saying they missed shots. Okay. Why don't you take a look during the break over what Rick Barnes said? I'm going to do any, that. Anything sticks out. Come back. Why don't you guys call in? 865-546-8200. What do you think? Is everybody just scared? Yep. We're a bunch of front runners on the phone lines, too. Nope. <laughs> Final segment, hour number one, right back to the Big Orange Philly phone lines. 865-546-8200 if you want to weigh in. Last night's basketball game. Go next to Jesse. What's up, Jesse? You're on three and out. What's up, guys? So I got a couple observations. I was at the game last night. Um, my I tried my my best not to like not to jump into like criticizing or critiquing, but I mean we're fans, that's what we do. My my biggest observation, one of the biggest is our bigs, I watched multiple possessions where our bigs literally turned their back to the basket and threw the ball up and hoped that it went in. Like, mm-hmm. literally didn't look at the basket, didn't look at the hoop, didn't look where the ball was going, just threw it up over the head and said, hey, I hope it falls in. Like, we can't do that. It's like, it's a wasted possession. They wasted good position and they were in position to make the shot. They just didn't take a peek or just didn't have good um, basketball awareness, I guess you could say, um, when when putting the shot up. My second, my second critique or observation is, man, Go watch a couple possessions with Sakai and him driving in. Like the dude gets beat up and he doesn't get calls for some reason. And I think that's uh, I think that's because the refs look at him and they just automatically thinking, well, he's small, he's gonna get banged around. But there's a couple foul calls that Florida got where the guy barely gets touched or he didn't even get touched. I saw, and they call a foul just anticipating that there's a foul. I don't know if it's something that Rick Barnes can do as far as talking to the, you know, the refs or whatever the association is. But, like, when we talk about a guy trying to, you know, drive in and get a call, like, he's trying, but I think his height, his size is a detriment. Um, I hope that we can pull it together and play fairly consistent going forward or in the tournament at least because, you know, obviously we want them to win, but we just need these guys to pull it together and, and be more consistent and, Shot selection and where we put up shots, just like you guys were talking about earlier. I'll uh, hang up and listen, guys. Uh, thank, thanks for taking my call. 
Thanks for the call, Jesse. Appreciate it. Yeah, really well said. Yeah, the, the, come, mean, come on. <laughs> and you're, you're talking about that. The, like they, I, I'm not even kidding. Go back and look at the. I think it's the first three he takes. He catches the ball from his left, stays looking left. It's like Mahomes throwing the no look pass, and then he jumps to shoot, still looking left, and then finally at the end, like throws it, like peeks up at the rim when he shoots. He he missed it horribly. Yeah. And then later he actually stares it down, eyes it in, and makes the shot. Yeah, because I mean, which is fine. He was wide open. Yeah. And then there's a couple times, yeah, uh, to Jesse's point in the post, you know, they're backing a guy down, and it's like there's so many markers on the floor that allow you to kind of know where you are, right? The the boxes and the slashes outside the paint. Obviously the circle, the SEC logo, the baseline. And it's like we jump without really knowing where we are on the floor. And with so many different markers that should tell you roughly where you are, it's like we get up and then are surprised that we're two feet closer or two feet further away than they think. Then they're trying to adjust. So we're shooting layups that either fall short Mm-hmm. Or we're shooting them to where they hit off the top of the square, but never hit the rim. It makes no sense. Or we just throw it over the rim because we're like, ah, oh, we don't need to use the backboard. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And that was all night. And it's an interesting point he brings up on Ziegler. It was like the opposite for Grant Williams. He was so big and strong that he would get fouled, but he wouldn't move. Like they couldn't move him, so he would get yeah. fouled, and they wouldn't call it. And then with Ziegler, it's like, oh, well, he's so little. Like, anybody who touches him, yeah, the guy's going to go fly. I was like, well, you can't have it both ways. Like, mm-hmm. call a foul if it's a foul. And there were at least two that they called on us on a Florida guy. I think one was Castle and one was another guy. We did not touch them, mm-hmm. but they were calling anticipation fouls. Yep. And that was early enough. That was before they missed their free throws late. They were getting to the line and sinking all their free throws. I mean, we got that six-point lead. They called three straight fouls on Tennessee. Two of them, we did not touch the guy. And that's what we need to do on offense. I agree. One of those I, droughts. You're you're preaching to the choir on that one. I've said that. I mean, every every game we lose, I look at the free throw, you know, stat line, and it's like they shot twenty eight, we shot ten. They shot twenty four, we shot eleven. It just doesn't make any sense. Get to the. It's not a terrible free throw shooting team, but when you're in a drought, just everybody seeing the ball go through the net. Oh wow. Oh, the ball can go through. Okay, yeah. like there's something to that. Get to the rim. Ronnie tweets in and says, uh, Kumwa looked sluggish last night. Needed an emotional leader on the floor, but they all looked bored. They chose to live and die by the three, and those didn't fall for anyone last night. I mean, I like, is how many blocks did they have? They had seven blocks last night? Jeez. Didn't feel like it. I remember Ziegler got tossed on one pretty good. Was it Yeah. Was that Lofton that got him? He got one like ripped out of his hands almost. Yeah, he and he got he got blocked on three guys' hands. (sighs) What'd Barnes say? Well, I I kinda I mean, I like some of the stuff he said. He didn't throw anybody under the bus, which I appreciated. Um, he was asked it. why Tennessee couldn't stop Florida's extended runs. There's just two 17 to two runs apparently. Mm-hmm. He said, "I thought one give Florida credit. They came out and we did not get off to a good start, turning the ball over and just they hit a couple threes early. You got to give them credit for it because I thought most of them were contested. We just kept fighting uphill all night long. 
Then I thought we really lost our poise. I'd agree with that. He, we, we let the fact that we weren't making shots affect us, and we had some good looks at it that we didn't knock down. He didn't call a timeout in the first half, did he? He didn't call a timeout on either of those runs. Yeah. Like, Am I crazy? Don't you, don't you have a wasted a waste timeout in the first half? Or did they change four, the rule? Well, you got four. I mean, did they changed the rule. It used to be that one would go away if you didn't use it. Mm. Uh, he continued, but their game plan was no different than anybody else we play. They're going to work hard at trying to take away the perimeter, force us into the mid-range with certain players, and see if they can make those shots. We just, again, we've got to get better offensively. And with this game, as much as any game we've played, we've got to be able to be connected on that end of the floor. See, that's his thing. Like He wants the offense to be this kind of perfect, organic, like living thing that's connected and works together and like the shots just kind of pop out of this really great, you know, action. Instead of just calling a flex cut and saying, if that guy's open, throw it to him and then you dunk it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think, I think, I just wish we had a little more balance and philosophy there. Like, I, I mean, I love just running, I love just coming down the floor with, certain basic rules about how you run the floor and how that gets into how that goes from the break into your motion. A lot of coaches call that secondary break. I love all that stuff. And I and and there are are times where you shouldn't need to call a play for minutes and minutes and minutes because mm-hmm. the offense is just working. Guys run the floor and you score on your early offense or if you don't you go right into your offense and then somebody gets a great shot and you're scoring. But when things bog down, you've got to you've got to just say, "Hey, there's a guy. Pull." Here's the play call. Mm-hmm. Run this play. Let's get fouled. I want to dunk a layup or somebody on the line. That's it. Yep. Or if they pack everything in and there's a kick out and there's a wide open three, that's the one you take within rhythm in that play. And we just don't do that. It's just not part of his offense philosophy. So it's really annoying when he says, we got to get better on offense. No, no crap, dude. <laughs> Fix it. 